everybody. Welcome to Facebook Live, where uh, Sam's learning how to use Twitter. Uh, it is Thursday afternoon. We are at Arrowhead Stadium, and it's week 17. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I can't believe that we are here. Um, we are one game away from wrapping up the regular season, and the Chiefs still don't know if they're going to be the one seed or the five seed after that loss in Seattle. Um, they're kind of in the same place they were going into that game, but with they're going up against a team that has nothing to lose, uh, and the Chiefs are a team that has everything to lose and also everything to gain. So it should be an exciting matchup. Um, Sam is going to have to duck out here in approximately three minutes, so we're going to start with him. Uh, today we talked with Bob Sutton. You know, a lot of people had questions for Bob Sutton, judging by the people that were in both of our mentions over the weekend, asking us why we don't just ask Bob Sutton straight up what's wrong. Uh, Sam, what did you glean from the conversation that we had with him today? <laughs> what did you, you specifically? <laughs> you specifically. Um, you got to be careful with your words around these places. Um, Somebody might quote you on it. It's a scary place. Had a slip. Um, That's what they all say. I swear to God I meant to say you. So well, here's, let's, here's take, the let's take it from the top. Okay. So uh, I forgot the question I asked. Um, I think I complimented on, on his usage of the word juice. He said, Charvarius Ward and Tremont Smith brought juice. I like that word. And so Bob said, oh, right, like we think a lot alike. And I meant to say, <laughs> that's bad for me, or that's bad for you. <laughs> but I said, what, what came out was, that's bad for me. And Bob slapped himself on the face and said, oh, you're on the Christmas holiday. But I think he kind of laughed. Did he make a Christmas holiday mention? I, mean, I don't think he room. thought it was funny. I think we all kind of laughed, because uh, what else are you going to do to defuse Those that? Those bad guys. Um, yeah. Bob's a good guy. Like, he he's is a, a, nice he's man. a good human. He's a nice man. For as, as frustrated yeah. as everyone gets with his defense. I don't think he should have being. his job, but he is a nice man. Exactly. And so you didn't mean to insult him to his face. I didn't mean to insult him that way. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> What? I'm just trying to be care- like honest and, and straightforward. I did not mean to insult him that way. And as uh, John Slazer, who's behind the camera right now, pointed out, uh, before you had that slip, we had been trying to ask him n- nicely about what is wrong with this defensive scheme or what it is about the defensive scheme. So, bless his heart, he got attacked a little. Not attacked today, but he had to answer some tough questions. Uh, well, that he did. Well, he had. He was asked some tough questions. He didn't quite answer those tough questions. You know who got attacked today is I think Charvarius Ward may have got attacked today for saying That's my fault. <laughs> he didn't know the, the signals. That's my fault. Uh, we'll uh, roll the tape on that. Because that, um, that was Bob Sutton. He basically said, I don't know what he's talking about there. Right? Yeah. Like he, he knows the signals. It's week 16. Uh, talking about the Seattle game is week 16. He knows the signals. Right. I'm going to pull up the quote. So I talked to Charvarius Ward yesterday um, just, you know, about his first start. And I also, it's, this is, I'm writing this today, um, about Orlando Skandrick, who is a guy that's longtime veteran. He is rarely on the sidelines when he's healthy, and he was benched this week, and he stood on the sideline in his jacket the whole time. Somehow I ended up with a Casey Weddings Bridal Spectacular ad. That's not what I want. Somehow. Uh, gee, when you get married, it's just all over the place. Um, but no, I, so we were talking with him about that, and I asked him, you know, about the importance of Having Eric Berry out there, that was a story I wrote yesterday. Eric Berry played 69 snaps but wasn't out there uh, for the last series, for the Seahawks' last series. And um, Charvarius said that having Eric Berry out there was a huge difference maker because Eric could point things out. Um, And the quote that he said was, I was happy he was out there. I wouldn't have wanted to be out there if he wasn't. 
He helped me out a lot. He's a coach on the field. He knows all their plays, all their routes. He was telling me all the signals because I didn't know all the signals and stuff. So he helped out a lot. And I think that there's a couple different things in that quote that I, reading it back, and some people have mentioned on Twitter because Seren Petro also tweeted that out, highlighted it in the newsprint, that it's a concern that some of these guys, that Charverius is saying he didn't know the signals and it's week 16. Either he was saying, I didn't know the signals defensively, or he was saying, I didn't know the signals that Seattle was giving, and yeah. Eric was translating them. Either way, it was kind of, I used the quote to show the importance of Eric Berry, um, but then I also asked Bob Sutton about it, and he was pretty confused as to why he, his player maybe didn't know the signals, and then as we were leaving, it sounded like Charverius was having a conversation with some coaches about the fact that he needs to know the signals, and that why is he telling people that he doesn't know the signals? So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. NFL paranoia is fun. Get in the middle of it. <laughs> Week 17, here um, we are. Yeah. Did, did, uh, were they surprised he said it or just or actually surprised? Uh, wouldn't they know if he had trouble with the signals by now? You would I mean, think. they you recognize would think. that Sunday? I'd, I'd I, like to think that. The tone of voice that I heard made it sound like they were surprised that he was telling people he didn't know the signals. More the surprise that he was telling people then that he didn't know it. Right. Huh. And, but you know what? When I, I asked him, though, I said, when did you feel like you finally got a grasp on this defense? And he said three weeks ago. Which still, that's pretty late in the season to feel like you just now have a grasp on the defense. Well, you know, it is. But, training camp, too. Gotta, but gotta, still, I well, mean, but, neither did Orla Orlando Skandrick barely had. And, and, granted, well, Orlando yeah, Skandrick is a veteran. <laughs> but as, uh, as Bob Sutton said, he was like, we've added other guys, and they've picked it up quickly, which I don't know how. Yeah, Listen, he, there's a difference between, though, picking it up and, and knowing it and understanding it and applying it, right? I mean, that's, 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 that's a legitimate thing, right? Being out there on the field and knowing what it means in the moment with stuff actually happening right. is different than, oh, I just didn't know the signal. And I, I think there's some gray area in there that uh, it could be something of that ilk, right? I mean, I yeah. don't think he's just like, oh, I haven't been studying. I didn't know the right, signals. Right, right. I think it's that it's a really complex defense because he also told me yesterday, i got to pull up all these quotes. I should have had these uh, ready to go. But um, talking with him, he said that the Dallas um, – I said, when did you feel like you had a grasp on the defense? He said, a couple weeks ago. It's been hard. It's been real hard because the defense in Dallas is pretty simple. The corners were doing one or two things. This defense, it's much more complex. There's a lot more calls, but I got a pretty good grasp on it now. But I think that speaks to this, the complexity yeah. of Bob Sutton's defense, yeah. and there's a reason that other guys, that it's tough for them to get it, which is an issue. It also speaks to the, issue. the sort of not quite – fully explained mystery of tossing these guys in in this situation. I mean, again, we know the, the dynamics of the late Fuller thing, all that, but... But, I, I mean, Orlando knew he was sitting from well, as that's soon right. as the Chargers game was over. That's right, so... Well, I don't know. Ferreira said that uh, after the game, that he knew yeah. he was playing for the week. Yeah. But the role is what changed. Well, right, right. I mean, but, but the point is... Whatever explanations they've given so far, I don't think are really, you know, shining the flashlight on the whole story. I don't, I don't feel like we've gotten the whole story. Do you guys feel like that? Well, I guess, in what way do you mean? You mean did, in terms did, of you're, you're st sitting Scandrick for the whole game. Oh, so the, the sitting Scandrick part that doesn't. I mean, and then and he's, I wasn't there when he spoke today, so I don't know if. He shed any light on that? Did he? Yeah, you were over there a bit, Brooke. Did he? Did he? About why he didn't play. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was dealing with dog disciplinary issues. Uh, my dog barked at people at Barcane, got kicked out. So you never know what you're going to get. Uh, looking at, I know, I just have a poorly behaved dog. Looking at, I actually, this is perfect because I just transcribed Orlando Scandrick. Um, and talking with him, he said that 
He said, last week when Coach Reed talked to me and told me he was going to give Charverius the opportunity, I told him I just came here to win, and if Coach Reed believes that gives us the best opportunity to win, then I'm all for it. And then toward the end of the interview, we asked him, you know, do you know how much you'll play next week or how they'll use you? And he said, I'm not here to talk about lineups and what I expect and what my opinion is. I'm here to prepare myself week in and week out to be ready if my number's called. And then we asked hmm. him, well, can you kind of evaluate Charverius and Tremont? And he said, also, he cut, he cut in before the question could even be finished and said, also, I'm not here to assess talent, to assess other players. You know, I was just happy they got an opportunity. Those guys got bright futures. You know what's particularly neat about this extensive insight that he provided today is that that was actually the most that we got out of the entire Chiefs locker room. Not, not, a, <laughs> not, a, big, not a big day of uh, uh, illumination out of there. You know, it hasn't been a big time recently for any illumination. Yeah. Kind of since what the Ravens overtime win was maybe the last time that we had some good interviews. Pro Bowl week, when those guys were selected, we still haven't talked to D Ford. I don't know what he thinks about making the Pro Bowl. I still know what Tyreek Hill thinks about making the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a funny trend, a little disappointing. I, I, I mean, it, not to go too much inside football, but, but it, it, it was disappointing to us in, in Seattle the other night that um, some of the more notable team leaders didn't didn't talk, and and it sort of has continued on into this week. And today, Eric Berry uh, just flat up, well, he didn't decline to speak. He just said, "I I I, I have to go upstairs." Um, I just don't I don't understand why. Uh, to me, the the point always is that, that that it's we're the conduits, and they're not talking to the fans, or they don't talk to us. And I I don't get it. Right. I guess it, but it reflects a, a downturn. On the team, one way or another, doesn't it? Well, and it's interesting, too, because I don't know if you guys remember. Well, I'm sure you do, because I wasn't even here and I remember it. But Cleveland week was the week that they were playing basketball in the locker room and, like, you know, making fun of each other and, and everything. And it seemed like the locker room was really great spirits. I remember everybody talking about, wow, like, what a great locker room this is. They're all, you know, together and they'll talk to us and everything. And now it seems like that's kind of gone. What do you guys get a, a sense of, of what's going on there? We need a Friday to Friday comparison well, yeah, for that, I, I think, that right? Yeah. Because Friday is right. the loosey goosey. I mean, day. this last Friday, um, nothing was loosey goosey. Uh, we, yeah. We've had a Friday, and it wasn't. Yeah. Granted, it was pre Seattle, but still. Well, I think one thing that happens, and this has been true as long as I've been coming out here, the, the, the later the season, uh, the later you are into the season, the more it becomes like this. I think yeah. everybody's just sort of tired of the routine and, and of their. There are dog days of August in baseball. There's the dog days of December in football. And no matter what the team's record is or where they, where they are in the standing, it's like they could be, you know, they could be four and eleven and not eleven and four. And I think it would still be someone like this. It is a little, you know, a little bit disappointing for us that there aren't more people in the locker room to talk to. And um, and, and I, I don't know how it compares to other teams in the NFL. Right. Uh, I don't either. But. Yeah, I mean, it has just been a uh, pretty quiet place the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and if if it weren't for the Pro Bowl selections, was it last week or mm -hmm. last week? Last Tuesday night. Might yeah. not have gotten you know any of those guys uh, right. last week. Travis Kelsey doesn't you know he, he's not eager to get up and talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's not everybody. Uh, there there are some great. Go we were talking about it here in, in, in the uh, you know here yesterday. There are some great go-to guys in that locker room. Oh, there's but, yeah. But but here's the thing: does it does it reflect some bigger issue? I mean, is it you know is it a split locker room? Is it a you know some somehow um, you know torn? I, I don't I don't know. Just because we don't see them in the locker room doesn't mean they're not sitting together in the lunchroom. You know, right? One hundred percent. It's it's a little bit of a mystery. Just like, and I'm the first to say I I, I can read too much into this with with the. Uh, 
fact, it was sort of a theme that week, even before that Friday, of like, you know, this is a, this is a great locker room. Um, and it really, however much they were interacting with us wasn't really the point. It, it was how they interact with themselves. And then later that week, it just ratcheted up another dimension. And suddenly mm -hmm. it's like nirvana just to be around them. And, and uh, we just don't see the day in, day out. behind. We see the day in, day out, but not the nitty gritty behind the scenes. We don't, we don't know what that really is. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it's divided in some way just because the offense is so good and the defense is so bad. And you have to think there's some kind of schism or frustration between those two sides of the ball. And, I mean, in a lot of ways, those two sides of the ball are two separate teams. You know? As with any team, but I, I think what you have, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you might have on this defense is a schism within the defense. Yeah. You've got, you know, you've got guys up front playing pretty, pretty darn yeah. good. Yeah. I'm Chris Jones. I am ticked as all get out at the secondary. I'm yeah. so angry. He's having one of the best seasons. And it's, I mean, it's getting talked about a, a fair amount, I think, because it also helps that he's such a, a fun guy with a big personality, and so you want to write about him, but... More often than not, the, the news that's coming out about the defense is negative. But, you know, if you're, if you're all in on a team, and, and we have no reason to think these guys aren't all in as a team, right? I mean, the last thing you're going to do is try to, try to puncture something, right? Or it, it, you know, it's one thing to sort of think you're calling out somebody um, and one thing to, you know, exhort them. And I, I, I don't know. We're not privy to some of that, but I, I'd, I'd be surprised if there are people um, – Doing destructive things in there. Yeah, I, and we I really would. We certainly haven't heard anything. Not, yeah. even, not even a hint of it. Yeah. To, to, to even yeah. bring it up and be. You know, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I mean, it, yeah, there's no evidence of it at all. And yeah. here's, here's a stat I'll throw at you that I think is interesting. Yeah, the Chiefs have scored have scored more points, or averaged more points in losses than they have in wins. <laughs> that is a great stat. It, it's amazing. Fascinating. Isn't it? that yeah. They average 34.5 points in wins. And like 37 points, 37 and a half points in losses. That's 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 wild. And, and so I think about that when we talk about Mahomes as an MVP and Drew Brees might be the you know, the leading candidate. I, you know, when the Chiefs are losing, they've got a you know, Mahomes has been fantastic. Right. I mean, he has you know he certainly has had his problems in in the, the Rams game with all the turnovers and he got off to a slow start in Seattle and slow start in New England. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but man. I mean, he's. I love that stat. It's really, it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm not 100 percent sure what it means, but it's really interesting. No, I, well, there's certainly their margin of difference in these losses is is nominal, right? Yeah. Uh, three, yeah, three, 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 one. three, three, one, and seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I think it also this leads in perfectly Vahe, to the column that you wrote yesterday about Patrick Mahomes' Christmas, and that maybe he needs to do more. Well, and look, the the, the point is, well, what, what, I mean, can really, he even do more? Yeah, yeah. and and but the, the the weird thing is, and this is a lot to put on the guy, but right now it seems more feasible that he can get even better than that it's going to get done on the other side of the ball. More feasible, not necessarily it's going to happen, and you know if that's a you know, no pressure, Pat, but uh, you know, you're you're the whole you're the whole ball of wax. I mean, it really sort of feels like that. I don't have this number in front of me because of that cheat sheet that, that I couldn't find today. The one that Blair and I like so much with all the summary yeah, stats. Yeah. Mm. But that first quarter uh, number, it's it's still pretty dominant. I'm making this up, but it's like 170 to 62 or something. The Chiefs have outscored teams in the first quarter. It's been a little less so lately, and I really do. Blair and I got talking about this yesterday, and and. I really do think they're they're 
it's not an absolute, but that their basic formula for success is to get ahead early and then try to fend them off. And hang on mm -hmm. for dear life. Yeah, because, because it, it, once it becomes 14, if, if you get two touchdown lead with Mahomes, then, then you are, you're in panic mode if you're the other team. You just have to be. Yeah, except the Chargers. Except yeah, except you know the Chargers, other yeah. than that. Yeah. No. Well, except that formula probably doesn't sustain itself going into the playoffs when you're going to play. I mean, because if you think about the, the losses they had, those are the top quality teams, right? Or yeah. the Chargers, I mean, like, you know, the Chargers, they got up, but then they couldn't hold it. You can do, okay, we'll get ahead and beat Cincinnati, Arizona, you know, those teams. Um, but in the playoffs... I don't know that that's going to work. <laughs> so, well, look, yeah. well, not with this right? defense. Yeah, yeah. Out of their four losses, the only one, am I right about this? The only one that they they blew a big lead in is the Chargers one, right? Yes. Yeah. The other like three, they were, they were behind. They got ahead briefly, right, back and forth, back mm -hmm. and forth, but never 14. 14 yeah. well, with, with less than five minutes to play. Well, right, <laughs> right, right. But nothing like that. Yeah, but, what, no. but you're saying that the formula is you get ahead 14, and then you're in good spot. I'm saying that's not going to happen in the playoffs. Like you can't count on that happening. Is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Can't count on it. Can't count I, on that happening. So then you got to be able to play from you know, yeah. the tight. I think that's reasonable. Because you know um, if you're counting on oh well, once we get ahead, we're in the driver's seat. Well, I'm not. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I think that's totally reasonable, and I, I wouldn't suggest this is an absolute point. I'm just saying that they're, the, the whole thing that has thrown other teams off so much is when they, they get behind and a little disoriented. But Chargers are definitely an exception in that. Sorry, well, Blair. One, well, I was going to say, one thing that hasn't happened recently is um, in, the, in the shootouts that the Chiefs were winning earlier, the defense would make a play. Well, you remember we talked about that, and, and uh, we wrote about it, how there'd be something that would happen in the third or fourth quarter to stunt you know, a comeback, and they, they came up with a big moment when it, when it needed to. That was their defense, right? That right. was the Bob Sutton mm -hmm. defense. Ben, 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 and then finally, when you need a a, a, a three and out or an interception, you, you get it. Or turn up, strip, strip sack, mm -hmm. you get it. That did, hasn't happened. Didn't happen against the Chargers. Didn't happen against the Seahawks. Um, I'm trying to think of the Ravens game. They won in overtime. Yeah, well, they did. Uh, they wasn't did that get it then because they almost they, remember they should have won in the regulation because they got the strip sack. Right. That's, that's right. Justin that's Houston? right. Oh, yeah, the Justin yeah. Houston play. Yeah. Exactly. That's won right. The game, but they didn't. Missed the field goal. They got the stop. Um, you know, the sack of, uh, I think it was Houston and, I think it was Houston and Ford combined on the sack. Yeah, right, um, right. To get um, Jackson to, you know, stop that last drive. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, the defense did come up then. But, I mean, so that's the, again, it's not that the defense is good. I mean, obviously people can look at the numbers and see that this defense has problems. But for, you know, you hear a lot of, oh, well, they never come up with a play. It's like, no, early in the season they came up with the play that they had to come up with. Not a whole lot of plays, but they came up with the one they had mm -hmm. to come up with. The last couple of weeks, you haven't seen that, and I think that's been a, not the biggest difference, maybe, but it's been one of the big differences the last couple of weeks. Listen, speaking of the defense, um, I wasn't in there for Bob Sutton because I was he in the locker room, but he was asked a lot of questions. What, what, did, what did you come away with feeling like, by way of explanation or you know what, what you might expect that could be different? Or well, well I was going to say to come back to um, you had said earlier about the Scandrick thing. And without coming in, out and saying it, and I don't think either he or Andy is going to do it because Scandrick's a veteran, but he more or less read between the lines that they felt like they could get better at that spot, and that's what they put yeah. Boyd in for. Mm -hmm. that, you know, and, he, and I think he specifically mentioned speed. Like They thought yep. he had more speed at that spot with Ward, <clears throat> and that was more or less the reason <laughs> that yeah. they decided to pull Scandrick out. 
And um, which is great because we had a question asked. I have to scroll back to it. But essentially, do we think that they sat Skandrick because uh, of the issues that he had at the end of the Chargers game when he uh, he dropped the game or he dropped the game clincher against the Rams and then blew the two point conversion against the Chargers? Jordan says maybe that's why he didn't play. There may have been something to that. We don't, we're not privy to that. Coaches will never say. Right. I just think Unfortunately, they, they didn't just open right up and say, well, I just think he blew like, that game for us. They so. like Ward's athleticism. And, it's, it's, and maybe they said, to your point that you started this with, Lynn, like they, they, they just can't, they can't say this is good enough with, with Skandrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that was, um, you know, Bob said, um, basically, it's only, they were looking for something to change to try and help them on defense. And they honed in on that spot. Like, I mean, they... And I think at one point he said, "There's only so many positions you're going to change because, or so many spots you can change and try and feel like you have an upgrade." But that was one. And to the point of whether the end of the Chargers game played into it, he did say that they started taking a harder look at Ward and assessing whether or not he could help them three, four weeks ago. That's yeah. When so this has been kind of thinking a, about it. not a long time coming, but. More, there's been more thought put behind it, I think, than it seemed like initially. Initially, we thought that it was only like a week out that they decided to make that decision. Like and then Andy it was a told you, result. Lynn, on the conference call. <laughs> As he reiterated to you. Right. <laughs> Lynn's new best friend is Andy Reid. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State. And no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town, just eight cents a day or $2.50 a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com slash sports pass. Also to watch going forward, I would expect, when I talked to Charvarius Ward yesterday and asked him how much did he think he was going to be playing this week, he said, or I asked if they had had that conversation with him about his playing time, and he said, they haven't talked to me yet, but I'd expect to be out there a lot. Mm. And in talking with Skandrick, if you read between the lines, I thought it was interesting they didn't want to offer up an assessment of talent of these two young guys. Maybe because he knows that they're taking his job. Maybe. And do you really want to It's also kind there? of no win for him, yeah. right? Right, I mean, exactly. Like, why do you say, oh, yeah, yeah. they're great? Yeah, I mean, you just, know? It, no matter what, you'll, you'll be, now you're commenting on something that's, it's probably, that's, that's probably a little locker room code about, you know, not commenting on the other guy taking your, I mean. Right, although it is interesting because, I mean, I asked Damian Williams, how do you think Daryl Williams is no. progressing? And, and he, you know, has so many good things to say. Cause it, and it wasn't a question of, do you think they deserve your spot? It was just like, how do you evaluate how they did? Well, maybe, and he didn't well, even want to go into that, which. Maybe, maybe your, your point is better on that. Your point probably is better on that. Yeah, it, because it, it I mean, speaks guys, to a, a worry about the job situation. Yeah, well, because guys never want to talk about themselves. And they always want to talk about the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. also did carry across the board when you talk about evaluating how the guys did, because we haven't really gotten much evaluation from anybody. If, whether you go back to Andy, Bob, Al Harris, I think the most of the things you heard was they did some good things, they learned some things. That was the, whole, the only evaluation, unless I'm forgetting some other things. I mean, so if that's all you're getting from the coaches as far as the young guys, then probably not going to get a whole lot from Lando Skandrick. He's not going to be the one to say, well, let me right. tell you. He's not going to break the mold <laughs> right. here. Let yeah. Tell you. Although, then again, if anybody were going that's to, a, he may be the one to <laughs> jump point. in and 
blow the doors off of it. Um, let's get to a couple questions. Mike asks, can the Chiefs do anything with the defense at this point, simplify or change away from read and react since that is not working? Seventeen. That's I don't look, I think I'm the real question toward. don't don't we find ourselves always wondering if they couldn't be more aggressive? Right. And that's you, the thing that they maybe could do. You know, right? And you can simplify and be more aggressive, can't you? I you mean, would think it'd be well, easier to take some things out. This might be a little more evident how you're doing it, but yeah, I mean, they're not. We're not going to see a zone defense now. You know, we're not going to see um, wholesale changes in approach. I, I don't know what they can. No, you can outscore. You know, that's <laughs> that's what that's what you can do uh, for your defense. Maybe sustain a couple drives, keep your defense off the field. That would be nice, also. Yeah. Uh, Jordan asks, "Is is Ken, bleh, Jordan asks, is Kendall Fuller playing on Sunday?" We've seen him in practice a little bit. He's practicing. I mean, they thought he, they for sure thought he was going to be able to go. I mean, they didn't think it was a definite, but I mean, I mean, they didn't think it was a guarantee, but they thought he was going to play. I mean, mm -hmm. I go back to, you know, when I talked to Tremont Smith, he, he sort of thought that, you know, he wasn't, he was preparing the way he would prepare, but at the same time, I don't think he thought Fuller was going to um, miss the entire game. So, right. and that was also when you hear, hear Andy and Bob talk about, how much Ward played, you know, he would have been playing sort of that third role with Fuller mm -hmm. having started. So, um, this week, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think he plays. I think I, I do too. You know, he, yeah. if, if they had beaten Seattle, he wouldn't have played. Right, exactly. They've got, yeah. they've got to win the game. Right. Um, Jacob says, is the different. Oh, we have Jacob and Jordan. We've got a lot of Jays asking questions today. Um, asked, is the front office regretting not upgrading the secondary at the trade deadline considering the defense did not improve? I think there are probably a few regrets. Um, you know, with the way the, the, way it's, the season has turned out uh, on, the, on both sides of the ball, right? They didn't, nobody knew you were going to have this caliber quarterback. He's just above and beyond anything they They've, Clark Hunt said it recently when, he, when we talked to him a couple weeks ago. Nobody saw this coming. Um, look at us when we all picked the season. And we were all around 9-7 and seven or 10-6. and six And um, I guess technically we can still just be one game off. But this is a you know, division-winning team that's probably going to be the number one seed. Do they regret not pouring a little bit more into some defense? Maybe some moves on defense? Maybe. Maybe now, but that's hindsight. Uh, look, they, they they dedicated the draft to defense, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and took one cornerback, two, you know, two defensive backs. You know, Armani Watts just you know might might have developed into a really nice player this yeah, year. And they mm -hmm. traded for one and, and traded, yes, um, exactly. For and Fuller was in part of this. Signed uh, Scandrick and signed Hitchens. Right. So so by the way, uh, when when Laurent Duvernay Tardif began practicing yesterday, that basically ended the season for Armani Watts because right. he was the second player. You, you only get two players that can come off IRR and play. They, Daniel Sorensen is one of them uh, who started the season on IR. Mm -hmm. Or have, well, I'm sorry, not started the season, but started, the season started, then they went on IR. Right. Right. Well, and that's perfect, actually, because David asks, assuming Dr. 76 will be back, how does this change the play options for Andy? Well, I don't know if it changes the play I don't options. Think it, I, I, I think it changes the offensive line, and the offensive line gets stronger. Yeah, and I think it depends on how that, like, if he comes back is, I mean, and we still, I mean, Irving didn't play last week, so I'm assuming he's back as well, and you have that beginning, that line that you started off with, 
because I think Cam was the one who did a lot of the pulling, and you know, you could maybe that comes more. I don't know that we've seen as much of that with Jeff Allen. I, I, um, I'd have to, again, say that I remember every play, and I've seen all of the tape um, to, to know that they've done less of it, but um, it seemed like, you know, with the shovel passes and things like that, Irving, because he's so good on his feet, maybe you have more of that, but um, it depends on how I think the pieces fit together if LDT gets back. Back in. He was having. A, he was off to a good start. Mm -hmm. He was. His grades were really high. I mean, he was. He was playing well. So they'll. You know, I, I don't think he'll play Sunday. And do you bring him back for a divisional round playoff game? I. I don't know. Um, uh, but I, I think. You, if you can bring him back, you bring him back. He. He was. Yeah. He's that good a player. And yeah. you have that spot. And, and so, the spot's available. It's yeah. right. It's you might as well use it. There's. There was no. It seems like there's nobody else. That would be a candidate for that spot. There isn't. So, um, and, and while we're talking about injuries, Jim brings up a good point on the offense that the offense is missing Sammy Watkins. He gets good separation. And you know that Mahomes is having problems with accuracy on his deep passes. We've seen that a little bit, but I think the bigger part of Jim's uh, comment is that the Chiefs are missing Sammy Watkins. And we learned something earlier this week that Sammy's been in a boot um, for a little bit. He's out of it now, but. That was something that we didn't know before. And when we'd seen right. him in the locker room, we didn't see the boot on him. Um, hadn't noticed that. And so Andy told us now that it's off. Um, I think that this, I mean, kind of a no-duh statement, but it means that the injury that he had in Cleveland was a lot worse than initially let on, which I think we all should have kind of guessed when we saw him limping out of the locker room on his way to get the x-rays. Mm -hmm. He appeared to have re-aggravated and re-injured it in L.A. when he pushed off early in the first half, only played that first series and then came out. I don't know. Do you guys think we're going to see him again this year? I bet we see him in the playoffs. I, I imagine you think we, so? Yeah, I imagine we do. Um, and Eric Bieniemy, who doesn't usually say a whole lot, was, was somewhat interesting. He gave a good answer. Pretty interesting on the impact of Sammy Watkins and how it impacts coverages and opens things up for other players in a way that – you know, it doesn't happen with, with other receivers. Well, the uh, separation point is part of that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's right. Which that, it, it does. That's, that's, you know, it's a big factor in how each component of this has been working out. I mean, speaking of the linemen, you know, I, Patrick only got, got sacked once last week, but, but he was getting swamped. I mean, he was he's having to, he was flushed out pretty quick a lot of times. Uh, yeah, he's hit eleven times, I think. Right? Yeah, so I mean, well, all that all that goes right. together, though, right? I mean, each micro component there, and if, if guys is, can't get separation, he can't let the ball go. Mm -hmm. and, but he, he's pretty good when he. Yeah, he is. I mean, I, I like my chances with him doing that. Yep, eleven times. But you'd you'd, you'd rather not have to have it be instantaneous, mm -hmm. right? You know, give him a second before he can go create. Well, Andrew asks, who's more important to possibly get back for the playoff push, Sammy or LDT, if you can have one of them? I'd, I'd take Sammy. Sammy. I yeah. would, too. I, would. I think even if you can just use him as a decoy, that's huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, just, it just changes the dynamics mm -hmm. in a different way. Because nobody's it's, guarding Chris Conley to Marcus Robinson the same way that they'd have to worry about Sammy Watkins. Probably right. Yeah. Which, and you know, not that those two guys haven't been good, but. Yeah, I was going to say, the enemy, it seems like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's the first time somebody actually came out and said it, like it was the other times. And I think you asked him the question, right, um, Brooke, about how things are different with Sammy, because the other times you asked about Sammy and they tried to do the whole next man, oh, we got other talented mm -hmm. receivers, and uh, it's like, but the enemy, like you pointed out today, actually gave you some, well, they have to play it differently. Sometimes you get a, a safety over the top, you get a nickel. I mean, 
I don't, I'm not really sure what they were getting out of hiding that. Like, oh, was you know, oh, things look different, but um, at least somebody finally said it. That, yeah, yeah, he changes the way he does play defense. Mm -hmm. um, Bob asks, "Is Watkins for sure scratched for the Raider game?" No, that won't come out until tomorrow. So, but, yeah, Friday. We'll yeah, that Friday, is Friday afternoon. Well, this week has flown by, uh, but he hasn't practiced in a long time. So I would not expect and to see the only, him. And the only player who didn't practice yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he and won't today. And, and today. Told today. Yeah. Today, right? yeah. yeah, so I mean, I'm, I think he is a, a big loss. Um, and asked today, you know, does that give them more urgency to get Kelvin Benjamin in the mix? Um, I have since watched the replay of Kelvin Benjamin's uh, drop or whatever you want to call it in the end zone. Um, at first glance, I thought the ball was thrown behind him, but after looking at it again, I mean, it almost hit him in the chest. It, it was a little behind, but he should have caught it. Right? It, I mean, the, it, was, well, it was right here. So the replay showed that the, um, Al Michaels and Collinsworth both suggested the ball had been tipped or mm -hmm. your defensive got a hand in there. No hand. Yeah. You would hope yeah. that that was what yes. happened. In fact, yeah. as you saw it unfold, you thought, man, that's a good defensive play. Yeah. But no, it was slightly behind him. Benjamin's got to make that catch. It, it is. Right. That, that's, look, it's, he's, he's here on a limited set of plays he can run right now in this offense, but that's the sort of play Taylor made right there, right? It, it was there. Muscle up pass and get the ball. There. He yeah. was there. The pass was there. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if anybody else picked up on that because I think the rookie asked the enemy the question, and he was sort of, well, I don't really want to get into what happened on the play. But he did use the term drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did use the word drop. And they settled for a field goal on the possession. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That, was, that was the one that they – they did with 109, right before they did the onside kick? Was that the, at that possession? It doesn't matter, but it, I think I that's what it was. But it was second half. And it yeah, was yeah. Um, Jesse just popped through with an interesting question on the defensive side of the ball. He said, do you think there's a lack of desire to play from some of the key members of the defense? Which? Oh. I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see anything that lead me to believe that. No, I, I'm with that, you. That, that's a strong accusation. It is, but Jesse may be referring, and I, I saw this on Twitter. One of the, uh, somebody else who looks at Chiefs film posted a play where Justin Houston kind of gave up on a, on a play. Um, maybe a touchdown. I can't remember. I can't remember. But it looked like he had an opportunity to kind of get, get his nose in there and, and, and help with a tackle and didn't do it. So, veteran guy, without having talked to him, or you don't know what, what was going on there. We'd love there. to be able to talk to him. But, yeah, uh, but, and, and guys, I don't want to say they take off plays, but they, especially veterans, they know when to go and when to not well, go. And, this I, and, and I don't know, the context of that play, was it, you know, 11th play of a drive? Was right. It, you know, was it dragging? Yeah, and I mean, certainly if they were yeah. about to score, you might have thought that it was, yeah. I, I mean, there's a difference between being fatigued and not wanting to play, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I, I'd have I don't, to, I'd I don't, have to know I, I certainly don't see that. I mean, I know you were sweating up, and I, I didn't know you were going to write about uh, Chris oh. Jones's <laughs> sack total, uh, you know, sack record Sunday night, and I didn't know if a half a sack counted, you know, for towards, else did you know, <laughs> but but he finally got one late in the game, and I just thought that guy's motor has been terrific all year. It, it has and um, and, and he, listen, let's say something for Lynn's motor here. Um, poor guy, you figure that's that's a 
either or scenario. One way or another, I can write that. <laughs> and you <laughs> and get the one thing that doesn't allow you to write it. It's, it's like when a, when a tie figures into the standings. <laughs> yeah. It blows your mind. Just <laughs> Believe me, me and, me and the, uh, the folks from Tuse PR both were just saying, uh, this would be a whole lot easier if he just gets a sack because they didn't have an answer yeah. for me either when I went. Or another it. half. Yeah. 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 Right, right. Right. What would that have been? Right. Would that have done it? What? Two halves? Half? Maybe. I, Two halves make a hole, I guess. Yeah. Would have been good enough. Yeah, maybe. Would have been good enough on early deadline. <laughs> <laughs> it counts for us, and we make the rules. If so. had a quarter sack, that'd have been trouble. Oh. Problematic. <laughs> a third of a sack. Round up. We have a special teams question. Uh, Colin asks, "What do we think of Tremont Smith? Would we put him in as Tyreek's replacement on punt return?" Anybody in this no, right? <laughs> the numbers may not be there for Tyreek, but the, the the way that teams are punting to the Chiefs is, is has everything to do with Tyreek being there. When you see punts go twenty five yards and out of bounds, and um, that's because of Tyreek. You know, the the one brief observation on this, and I don't know that it has any bearing on what they would actually do, but we were out on the field um, for the Chargers game. We were down there. Mm -hmm. Mr. Marcus Robinson was the other guy back there catching punts. Yeah, that's right. I, I, as I far mean, as I recall, we've never seen that in a game. No, no, only, um, only he. Well, Demarcus. On that, he, on that, he's, he's a he's you know he's a blocker drop, who who, yeah. comes, who drops back and did return a punt. Oh, right, that's was right. It, because was it in Pittsburgh? Was that him or DeAnthony? It was DeAnthony Thompson. Yeah, oh, that's right. But it almost was like a play, a scripted play. But both of them were back. Yes, they come back. Right. Yeah. But no, I was going to say I thought. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. I thought he did return one in one of those games, uh, maybe the Baltimore game, because remember Tyreek got banged up at one point? And I don't know, maybe, maybe right. I'm thinking maybe somewhere in there he might have returned one. Maybe, um, maybe. I'm using but the Internet to I figure it out. I am entirely certain on that. You know, Tyreek will tell you, I don't know if this is true, and, and Tyreek's kind of a mischievous guy on these things, but he, he has said that he considers Demarcus Robinson the second fastest guy on the team. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Well, the special team's note of the game to me from Sunday was the rough and the kicker. Yes. Jordan Lucas's. Jordan yeah. Lucas. What, yes. what a dumb play. Yeah. You, just, you yeah. can't do that. Yeah, that doing? was, and he missed the field goal, and it wasn't yeah, because of how he hit him. That's right. That was uh, a, yes, Demarcus has had one uh, punt return. Okay, good memory, I Lynn. Don't know when it was. Probably the circumstance you said, Lynn, when he was. Uh, Tyreek was banged up. Yeah. But that was, you know, the, actually, that was, in that moment, I thought they're going to give up a touchdown and it's going to be, yeah, yeah. but I mean, end up just being a field goal. Field goal, but three points. You know, but a defensive stop and, there, right, basically. Right. and um, Yeah, and it's more time. You don't have the ball. It's all those things mm -hmm. in one. That was, yeah, bad play. I hadn't seen it this year. I don't, they haven't had one. They, the most penalized team in the NFL, I haven't seen them run into a kicker or rough a kicker. But they, yeah, there was they only that, a matter of time before yeah, they completed yeah. the bingo board. Go ahead and say it. They had that going for them. I know. <laughs> Man, we're predictable. Uh, it's week 17. It is week 17. <laughs> Lord Stay have mercy. Let's see, Vincent. This is appropriate because I just got really sleepy. Even though we've all, we're all here nursing coffee, other than Lynn, who apparently just doesn't need sleep. Uh, Vincent says, "What makes us wake up this wake up to win this game and possibly the Chiefs playoff game?" Well, the, the, I think they should. I, I think they'll be motivated Sunday, and I don't think Oakland at all is motivated at all. They got the win that they needed, the home finale, and what might be the final game at that stadium. 
So I, I figured they peaked in that game. And Gruden talked tough right. afterwards yeah. about the Chiefs, but I, I don't know how much. It's going to be 40 degrees, and um, I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I absolutely could be wrong, but I, I think the Chiefs will play their best game in a few weeks. On Sunday. Well, that's not difficult. I think. I, look, I think Should that's right difficult. too. I think they'll <laughs> they, be locked they, in. They played playoff teams. They've only played playoff teams the last few weeks, anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. I think they'll be locked in, and and I think they, with the stakes being what they are, uh, there's every incentive to be at your best. I think we'll maybe maybe see a little more uh, of Eric Berry coming back to form. Not that he's necessarily been off form, but he hasn't been really a factor. Oh, and I thought he would be a factor in Seattle. Yeah. I really did. I they just it. ran away from him. I mean, they were like, all right, fine, you're going to put Eric Berry out there? That's cool. The other ten guys on your defense are garbage. Well, not garbage. I'll tell you what. <laughs> there wow. are some really good guys on the defense. Uh, <laughs> the reverse. <laughs> but some of the other guys in the secondary – have not had good seasons. That's the diplomatic <laughs> way to put it. Uh, I tell you what, I was quite okay. impressed with Russell Wilson, though. I mean, I, yeah. I get that, oh that it was, you know, Chiefs enabling him to some degree to do that. But that's, you know, I, Lynn tweeted the story out, and we were kind of joking about it. But the Seattle Times wrote a, wrote a big story, their entire front page of the sports section almost. What if the Seahawks had Mahomes? I'm thinking maybe that landed in Russell Wilson's locker. Or maybe, you know, somebody. Yeah, I'd be pretty ticked if I'm know, Russell like, Wilson. Huh, what if they did have him? Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I feel like, in, whether you say the Chiefs' defense enabled them, um, to me, I, I come away from the end of that game thinking that Russell Wilson did to the Chiefs' defense what Mahomes has done to teams this year. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, he just yep. makes plays. I mean, like that Denver game, I mean, he didn't throw a left handed pass, but he put balls but he scrambled. exactly he, where they Yeah, and he, and he scrambled for first happened. downs. Yeah. yeah, he had six, seven, eight plays that were tremendous, yeah. and a lot of good plays. But it, there was the handful that was just like. Phew. I mean, the guy's mm-hmm. been to two Super Bowls, yeah. won one of them. The guy, the guy's a winner. Yeah, he's a winner, yeah. and he doesn't have the defense that he's had. But, but he's in the playoffs, you know, yeah. with this team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've been going for about forty-five minutes. I feel like now's a good time to uh, get our game predictions in before we wrap it up, and I go right about Orlando Scandrick. Because um, uh, who yes. else wants to spend a Thursday afternoon that way? Uh, <laughs> Blair. Uh, 34-21, Chiefs. <laughs> um. <laughs> Nobody look at my hey, prediction. I, I say and, and that 21's a lot for Oakland in, in Arrowhead. Derek Carr has been playing terrific. He hasn't had a turnover, what, since October? October 7th. 325 yep. straight he's, passes. He's got the team record was? now for, yeah, for passes without an interception, uh, and he is – He's figured out the John Gruden. They, they, they're on the same page now. That wasn't the case the first few weeks of the season. But that includes uh, the game in Oakland against the Chiefs. Carr was – he had already started that uh, interception less streak then. He's just playing really well, and uh, I think Oakland will keep it, keep it close for a half into the second half. Well, and I still go back to that, that first Oakland game and say, if it wasn't for the turnover, which wasn't an interception, it was a fumble, that that thing plays out completely differently because that might have been a tie game at yeah, one point. That's or, right. I mean, because they won by seven. It wasn't like they went into Oakland and, and rolled. Right. They were up going into um, half, and they gave up a touchdown going into the half, and then that got their offense rolling. I think there was only one possession, if I remember right, in the second half that Oakland didn't score some sort of point. That's right. That's right. So it's not as though that they, you know, they dominated that game. I mean, Tyreek Hill had one catch. <laughs> um, it was if it wasn't for Kelsey and Mahomes sort of making stuff happen, then that could have been a loss coming off of the whole Kareem Hunt incident. So yeah, that was not a uh, <laughs> a cakewalk win that they, that they had in Oakland. So I expect this one to be a tight one too. I'll give them seven points again, I guess. So we'll go forty-two thirty-five. 
Wow. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to stick with my guns and say uh, 30, 31 to 13. I think the Chiefs are, are – I, I think that game, they were in a little bit of shock mode after the Hunt thing, and, and that uh, – I realize that doesn't speak to the defensive liabilities, but I, I, I just think they're going to they're gonna have a pretty complete game. All right. Um, well, congrats on nobody copying my score. Uh, I have the Chiefs winning 38-21. I'm with Blair. I think that the – Raiders are going to put up some points. Um, and I'm also hopeful that it doesn't go down to a last possession score because I would like to write a game story that makes sense. And I'm sure all of you would also appreciate if that happened. Uh, so fingers crossed that happens for everybody involved. Um, we're going to sign off here. Uh, thank you guys for all your questions today. Uh, I'm realizing now that maybe y'all are all on Twitter because you're either not at work or on Twitter, on Facebook Live because you're either not at work or you're at work and you really don't want to be because it's two days after Christmas. And who really wants to work this week? Not us. Hopefully the hey, Chiefs want to work. We want to work. <laughs> Not me. He's uh, <laughs> begging to come to work. Uh, work needs to work on those hands. Here. That's true. That's true. We all have work to do. Uh, thank you guys for making our jobs easier. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. We'll be back with you guys before the new year, so I won't say see you next year. We'll save that for Sunday. Uh, so just go ahead and get your groans ready. Um, so we will catch you guys. The game has been moved to, what, 225 Central? 325. 325 Central. Time zones, y'all. Uh, 325 Central. You can show up at 225, get extra tailgating in, get through the traffic, whatever. Uh, we will be on after the game, so get ready for Facebook Live. It'll be kind of after dark. Uh, Maybe before the game. That's been known to happen. That's true. That's true. So keep your Facebook handy. Uh, it'll either be broadcast from the Red Zone channel or my personal channel if I mess up again. Um, so, yeah, get ready for that. Uh, we'll know by Sunday night whether or not the Chiefs have the one seed and home field advantage or if they're the five seed and things are going to get kind of crazy. So... Until then, you can follow all of our work on Twitter, KinCity.com, Facebook, and in your paper every morning. See you later.